Welcome to the Don't Die podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. You got to stop dying. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Stop dying, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Bob, stop dying. <laughs> hey, we did it all the way around. Yay. All the way around. Perfect. We're professionals at uh, episode 200. <laughs> <laughs> After four years. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm going, the last five days have been a little cabin fever. We've been having a little cabin fever around the old forest homestead. Uh-oh. Yeah. Did you get it's a pool? Just, like I suggested, a pool? No, you can't buy it anywhere. You know, here's the thing about that pool. I did try you have to buy it uh, online. This one, what the, what the hell's hell going, going on? on over there, Chuck? Chuck my cat. Drunk. I just, I got to put my cat God, out of the room. Put the wine down, dude. <laughs> Freaking cat spilled on my picks out of my, out of my glass. Oh my god! Can't believe. So you're him. like a real musician that has like a thing of picks and everything. Well, well they're for Bug more than anybody else because he's uh, okay. He, he drops one, and then he goes and grabs another one, and then we go on pick hunts every once in a you while. You know, I probably walked on stage 200 different stages throughout my life with Mike Mart, and he always says the same thing right as he's plugging in and turns to you. Have you has anybody got a pick? <laughs> and then, no, wait, this one's too thick. Wait, this one's too thin. <laughs> no, I'll just use whatever. No, he'll use anything. I use dimes. If He's nobody has a pick, I'll just pull a dime out of my pocket and use that. It don't matter. But like, if, if it doesn't, it's never done on him one time, Chuck, to have a pick before you <laughs> well, walk out. I, you know, I usually have them in my pocket except for the gig. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same people that show up at a meeting and go, "Anybody got change for a 20? It's just like, dude, you knew you were coming to a meeting. You bring a buck. <laughs> So let's talk about media because there's a lot going on in media that can be talked about with, I don't think, alienating either side. So about now, it's a, quite a long time ago, for, during the 2016 campaign, so that would be in 15, right? Five years ago. Uh, a friend of mine in Las Vegas challenged me to watch uh, 20 minutes of Fox News a day. <laughs> he actually asked me to watch watch 30 minutes and i said how about 20 um because i know that every half hour only has 20 minutes of content so i'm going to tune in i'm going to get the content and so for years i've always watched a little bit of fox news every day <laughs> all right because because you have like that's what that's why trump's going to win re-election and all the liberals who watch msnbc think oh my god how could he win you know what I mean? Because everybody's got their echo chambers that, Chuck, you've talked about forever. Yeah. So yeah. there's a new echo chamber on both net networks, on MSNBC, CNN, which is like one basic network, and then Fox, which is their opposite. And that is you can't talk about what people died from anymore. What? Or what their age was or what the circumstance of their death was. Today or I guess yesterday or the day before – some country western pop girl singer died, 30 years old, right? And I always think when a 30-year-old uh, healthy person, uh, you know, dies of natural causes, I'm pretty sure I know what 
what caused the natural causes to cause their <laughs> right. death. It started in nature as a plant, usually. <laughs> and, and denial, and this is why we're trying to educate the public about addiction, I, it just seems like we're throwing a thimble full of water into the ocean, like nobody gets it. So I read about this girl, I don't even know her name, but I kind of become obsessed with it because 30-year-old natural causes. A friend of Mike and I's died, Chris Whitley, about 20 years ago, and it said he was like 54 or 48 or something. It said natural causes. I was like, yeah, I know the natural causes of that. So, mm. <laughs> so, so get this. The, there's a feud going online uh, with the girl who died's brother because people are speculating that she died of drugs. God forbid a 30-year-old healthy girl dies of drugs. And he's insulting them, and you don't have all your facts. So I've been kind of fascinated watching it, right? Guess what? They have uh, four siblings. Two are already dead of drugs. Oh. Uh-oh. So it's even I, in the family. It's a family disease that they still can't be transparent about because there's so much shame about mental health and addiction in America. This family's lost their third person probably of their family to addiction, yet they don't want to say it's addiction. Oh my God! You know what I'm I saying? Wonder, I, I don't. I don't know. After you, you know, after it hits your family, you get that Amy Dresner kind of fuck shame attitude about it because it's like this needs to be addressed. We don't want anybody else to go through this. I don't know how you could do one, two, three, and still try and be in the dark about it. But I think people do it all the time, and they're doing about coronavirus. The fact is, everybody who's dying of coronavirus, a majority, eighty-eight percent, are over seventy years old. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, now I'm going to get attacked by everybody. Like, oh, no, well, one two-year-old died. Yeah, one two-year-old died. And and 60,000 old people died. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But you can't yeah. mention that. So now now death is a is a political tool. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's sickening what is happening in this country. It's sickening. And when we allow it, and here's, here's what's crazy. We believe the media echo chamber we're in, so nothing will ever change. It's the Trumpers and the Fox News people that are insane to the liberals who are getting the truth from Rachel Maddow. Basically, it's just <laughs> Trump porn. It's Trump porn. MSNBC is guaranteeing. Here's my new thing. MSNBC is guaranteeing Trump will win, win re-election. Whoa. Guaranteeing it. Because it's making them seem like Biden, who's a senile idiot, does he even know what planet he's on? He's going to win. He's 11 points ahead. Why don't you tell the Democrats that they're, they're going to win by a landslide and watch them not vote? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, but, it's, it's funny. My liberal friends don't, uh, the people I talk to about this don't think that, that Biden can do it. So they're not drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe they're not watching the TV. Right. But what, so what is the solution media? I get the New York Times, the LA Times. Literally, it's just elaborate, <clears throat> detailed stories of stuff you've already heard. So I don't know that newspapers are really going to be the forefront of educating the public because well, most people in America don't read newspapers. Well, if you're in, if you were in the news business, if you can just imagine for a second, right. And you were like, okay, if, uh, if Trump gets uh, voted out, right. We got Biden. What's, what are we going to write about? Really? 
I mean, every they'll day still Trump, 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 every they'll still talk about every day. There'll be there'll be something Dude, to write listen, about with Trump. If Trump doesn't win re-election, you think he's going away? It'll just be they won't even pay attention to Biden. They'll just they'll be, be Trump porn until the day he dies. That's I, I, wish, I wish he would just like fess up and, and go, I coined you know, the phrase Trump porn, by the way, and I want credit yeah. for that. <laughs> is it one Trump. word? Is it T R U M P O R N? Yes, it's T R U M P O R N. It's going to be in the slang vocabulary in 2021. Trump porn. Right. But somebody else really is going to take believe, credit for it. I really do believe that nobody believes what they're hearing unless it fits their echo chamber. So, how do you get really, you know, logical, reasonable, and well informed uh, information? to the public it's just going to get more and more crazy and more and more slanted and and here's my here's the truth and if 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 anything i ever say um gets through to people 50 percent of the american public are fucking drug addicts one in two because 35 percent are morbidly obese if eating isn't an addiction i don't know what is but yeah. you can't talk about that, Chuck. You can talk about the junky scumbags that die of fentanyl, right? You can talk about that, but you can't right. talk about All Auntie day. Mimi who weighs 340 pounds. That's that's <laughs> not polite. <laughs> I'm sorry to be politically well, incorrect. Dude, All you have to do Auntie is go Mimi. to Disneyland and you can see America is sick, physically ill. <laughs> yeah emotionally traumatized and ill that's what's wrong with america not the coronavirus not addiction really even that we are so fucking sick in this country and how if a country is so sick where 50 percent of the population are just eating themselves to death or drugging themselves to death or drinking themselves to death who's raising the children uh who knows? grandmas grandpas i've got a uh I, you know it's it's so sad it's no one i don't think i've got a i've got a guy right now a 40 year old who his 15 year old son killed himself over the weekend while he oh. was in treatment and oh, it's just God. like how do you begin and this is this whole thing was he needed to get clean to be there for his kid because he was having some rough times and it's just like, Jesus Christ, how, how much more heartbreaking can it get than having to talk to a guy, you know, about these things? And yet it's still, uh, uh, and it's all, you know, is it COVID related? I don't know. It might be COVID related. There's a lot of it's things. America related. It's America related. It's America related. And, and you know what, Bob, I, I'm going to out Bob, Bob. I would go higher than 50% because I think there are a lot of people addicted to prescriptions that don't would never consider themselves addicts. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, the benzo people. Yeah. But the benzo people will get, they're only a dollar a piece. They'll just get as many benzos as they want. You know, I think, you know, I think a lot of parents are just relying on like the internet and the, and the kid's phone and their hand and the computer to relate, to raise their kids. Now they sit them in front of, you know what I mean? They don't take them bike riding. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. But, but, but just the humanness of it, I just don't see any way out. I don't see how it's going to change. And the reason why I say 50%, because it's estimated that 20% of the population now has some sort of uh, substance use disorder up to 20%, depending on who you believe. And then there's 30% more uh, uh, morbidly obese. I'm not even saying people that are unhealthy. 
I mean, right. people that are going to drop dead of a heart attack in three years. So 50% of the population is drugged up, eating themselves to death, or, or drinking themselves into oblivion. And yet we just act like everything's okay. We're like a normal society. There's no other society like it on Earth, right? England's got a, a pretty rising uh, 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 obesity problem, but they don't have nearly the drug problem we do. So when you come on the obesity and the unhealthiness and diabetes and all the co-occurring disorders that come from obesity and addiction, you're going to have just a tsunami of death on this nation for the next 20, 25 years. The mortality rate is going to go down to like 65. You know what I mean? And, and I, think, I think you hit on something that's so vital. The idea of I get it, love your body or whatever. But, you know, I love your shape if you're a full-figured gal. And, I, you know, and I'm not knocking that, but some people are big and they can walk. Some people are big and they live a life. And then there's other people where they're, they're, they're not unlike a drug addict in their lifestyle. It's miserable. It's alone. It's ri- guilt-ridden. Right. It's, yeah, they just, all, it's toxic. They just but you give can't up. talk they, about this stuff. You can't talk about this stuff. Right. And and, think, until it can be talked about, don't you think it's only going to get worse? Well, th- this gets back to the girl, the girl's family who, who you know, I, 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 you just have to call it spade a spade. The girl's family who already have suffered two deaths of, of addiction in their family and their 30-year-old sister died of natural causes the other day and they don't want to talk about addiction in America. Uh, so and we can't talk about obesity because it's politically incorrect and hurts people's feelings we don't ironically we don't mind hurting drug addicts feelings do you notice that (laughs) no they're scum they get what they they deserve like all the animus towards towards addiction in particular and then when somebody commits suicide like this 15 year old boy they get well you know that's just horrible. Like, you know, it's so sad and so tragic, but it, but it's also this thing of, well, they did it, you know, uh, you know, there's like a blaming, a victim blaming in death, right? right? That's what I'm saying. There's a victim blaming in death, unless you, it's, it's obesity, then it can't be talked about or, or age. You can't be talked about. So age discrimination, size discrimination, that that's politically correct. And that stands but you can chastise suicide, people commit suicide, and drug addicts, right? That meanness that's there. So now let's fast forward to another media story. I'm going to tell you a story. So Scott, I don't know who this person is. It's another one of those people that are famous for being famous. So his name is Scott Ducic or something like that. He, um, he had kids with one of the Kardashians. Did you hear about this today? No, I didn't. Well, you know, you can just imagine that Kardashian world. One of the guys yeah. from the Kardashian world went to rehab in Colorado. I think his name they, is Disick. Okay, you do know who it is. I, I think I, I no, I didn't hear the story, but I think I, I think he is. So wait Disick. till you hear what it is. So, so his intake picture, you know, that they take upon an admission at the rehab uh-huh. to know who you are. That's in the kipu. That's you know that you're documenting on the right right person. Chrissy asked, why do they take a picture of you? And I said, so you know who you are. There's like 30, 40 people coming and going. You got to be able to know who this person in front of you is. Right, it helps. So his intake picture was posted in the Daily Mirror in England yesterday or today. So he's left the rehab. No, but I want you to 
follow this news story. He left the rehab. He hired the most famous uh, 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 kind of uh, defamation law lawyer named Marty Singer. When the New York Post um, used what I said about River Phoenix out of context to make it seem like I was insulting him and saying he wasn't a really good musician, all this stuff, which I never said. They just kind of lied and mixed quotes of mine from my book about it. Flea read it, and he called me. He goes, you need to do something about this. And I was like, I don't know. You're going to sue the New York Post? What are you going to do? And he goes, yes, you need to. You fucking did this. You need to fix it. And I, so I called my friend who's, you know, pretty powerful person in Hollywood. And I said, who do I get to sue for defamation in the New York Post? And he said, Marty Singer. So I had a friend of mine who knows Marty Singer contact the office and see how much it was. It's $50,000 retainer. Oh, my God. To sue the New York Post. It'd be nice at twice the price. Jesus, (laughs) $50,000? So... So it's so funny. I know the the logistics of this lawsuit that now this Scott guy has got against the rehab. So he hired Marty Singer. Marty Singer's making all the statements in the media. That rehab is dust, dude. It is fucking dust. It's like some high-end, fancy 70 grand a month rehab in Colorado. You think fancy rich people want to go to ones where your picture, your intake paperwork is sold to the media? I, I, I got to work. How I, I just can't imagine. I mean, because I've I've had people that people would know who the hell they are. I know you through. have. I've walked into your rehab and I've gone, holy fuck. I, well, you know what I'm thinking about? I love this kid. I've loved him since he was a kid. And it's so sad watching his story unfold. I was expecting to hear that he's dead. I walk into your rehab. He's there healthy as a fucking. <laughs> I, it was amazing. So it's, right. So, yeah, so, you guys have had some really famous people. We can say because she's dead. Whitney Houston. Right. Yeah, but that can we say it? Can we say it because she's dead? I don't know. I don't know. I'll say it. You Chuck's not saying it, but but where Chuck works out, a lot of famous people. There's no intake pictures being sold to the media. What kind of fucking shithole is this place? And 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 there's and there's enough low bottom, not low bottom, but not there's enough people not making a lot of money that there would be enticement, but that's how you, you vet your employees. It's the character of the employee. Right. Right. And if you got a cookie cut thing where you're just hiring anybody that, you know, for 15, $16 an hour in Colorado, you're going to get somebody that's going to sell a picture for 10 grand. Now I want to show you how the world used to be and how it is now. So the guy leaves rehab, he hires the most powerful lawyer. He's going to sue the rehab, HIPAA violations, blah, 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 blah. Let's go back to 2004. One of the most famous rock stars in the world is in my rehab. I get called by the front desk. you got to come up here right away. I'm like, holy fuck, what's going on? You got the rock star at the piano in the lobby of the hospital playing Dream On. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to say what musician it was. It wasn't Flea. (laughs) Uh, Wow. And people filming him. And the CEO of the hospital was like, you got to stop this. And I'm like... I'm like, dude, you got to stop. I'm tapping him on the shoulder. And he's singing that song like it's a concert. <laughs> and people are filming it with their phones, right? <laughs> and it gets out on the internet, and it's like a big deal. My my boss, the CEO, is all nervous, like, it's a HIPAA violation. We're going to get sued and whatever. So I go to talk to the client a couple days later. I go, you know that thing of you singing that song is all over the internet. And he goes, I know, I saw it. Isn't it cool? And I was like... I was like, you know, you're in a psychiatric hospital in the drug ward. 
And yeah. he goes, he goes, when they, when they don't pay attention to me singing that song, that's when I'm in trouble. Right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's a difference in character of people from our generation and this new generation that sue over anything. You know what I mean? It yeah. was an egregious violation. There's no doubt. Having your you you know playing a song for your class your uh, other patients in your in rehab and having it be on the internet that's pretty egregious that's a horrible violation of HIPAA and whatever. But the guy was so cool about it because that's the way the world works. He knows how the world works. Like you know, it was cool. And I now a bunch of people are going to try to find that on the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was so. <laughs> It was so cool. You walk into the lobby of a hospital and the guy's singing Dream On in it. It's a fucking bitch. Yeah. You know, I heard that he did that at some store, too. He went up to the front of it and grabbed a microphone and started singing <laughs> it at the front he's of the a, store. He's, I'm not going to say who he is, but he is one of the greatest human beings in the world. Funniest, yeah. nicest guy. So anyways, but but this this whole thing of like, if you read the AA book, this is why... Years ago, when we did Celebrity Rehab and we got crucified for doing it, and they book everybody saying, well, you need to read chapter, you know, the 11th tradition or whatever, the, you know, the, the whatever it is, the 8th tradition. What is the one at level of press, radio, and films? The yeah, 11th. that one. It's the 11th it's tradition, I think. Yeah. So when you read that, that world doesn't exist anymore. We might as well be talking about the dinosaurs of the times of Jesus, because that world that's described of the respectful media who will support us and, and, and protect us and, and, and promote us wherever possible, but keep our anonymity secret, that media doesn't exist anymore. And I, <laughs> I know for a fact it doesn't. I've, had, I've been at the log cabin where the National Enquirer was taking pictures from a car parked in front right inside the room to take pictures of actors that were in the AA meeting. So if the media is yeah. so respectful of our anonymity, where what not the not the Daily Mirror, right? <laughs> I thought you the Daily Mirror. Saying? I thought the Daily Mirror was a British. Tabloid. Yeah, it's British. I guess oh. the Kardashians are worldwide or something. I don't even really know what they do still to this day. Like, what do they do? They they have fashion or something. They have makeup. Maybe we need to do like a uh, a Kardashian episode. We need like, to do like we need to do like a live town hall. Don't die, and we can ask the people these questions. So, if you can't trust the media, and you can't trust your phone, and you can't trust Google search, what can you trust? <laughs> Dude, there's been so many things. Uh, there's been so many things I've been watching on the. Just on the Channel 7 or the Channel 4 news, Lester Holt, I trust him because he's got a giant forehead. Right. Looks like he's got a big old brain. And uh, and with the 60 Minutes. And it's crazy the amount of tracking and information gathering. I don't know what it's all about, and I'm not really worried about that. But there's, there, I don't think that there's a whole lot that people don't know at any given time. I mean, I don't think that there's a lot well, to Well, people uncover. put it on Facebook. The whole idea, the, uh, the right to privacy, they put their entire existence on Facebook. You know what I mean? There's the, the, the idea that, that, you were, that your home and your personal life were sovereign and the government had no right to it. We give it away freely, mm-hmm. right? And so now they're going to object to tracking people with coronavirus? You, they, you, 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 let the, the, you let the retailers track you every second trying to sell you shit, right? 
try to here's an interesting thing because i'm an online shopper as we all know <laughs> when i yeah. pull in because uh, like sometimes my father-in-law likes this uh, restaurant that's at the santa anita mall have you ever been there it's like its own no. world have you ever been to santa anita mall no it, there must be there must be 500 stores in there there's like everything in there. It's like a city. It's right near Santa Anita Racetrack, right uh, off the 210. Huh. When you when I go there, my phone starts sending me signals and 40% offs at stores, right? <laughs> yeah. So why the fuck would I care if the government wants to track me if I have coronavirus? Why the fuck would I care? Macy's knows it. You know what I mean? GameStop knows it. It's such a non-issue. In modern society, it's a non-issue. Like maybe, like Andrew, Andrew Clark, the bass player and the bicycle thief. His brother's a real radical, and I'm sure his brother's phone is not tracked. But that's one in a million people. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, well, sell me shit. I want a hamburger. Where's the best hamburger? But you know what I mean. You, don't you get those pings all the time, or little emails with the discounts yep. or the? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It, it, We've come a long way from people having to buy and sell information. It, it, it's, it's so why not... would people object to being traced for this coronavirus? I don't get it. The right to privacy? It, they're holding on to, to the last, like the last threads of something that doesn't really exist because they want it to continue to exist. The right to privacy and the right to. Um, they think that that's something that still exists, but every young person knows that that's not it. I mean, really, everybody blocking, saying, don't allow my current location. I say, you know, I stopped saying don't allow my current location on things a long time ago because it tells everybody anyhow. They also, they, get, gonna... they, they also get every bit of their information off the Internet. People that make videos that are that are just like conspiracy uh, Waco, Ruby Ridge, you know, that whole type of thing. Man. The Waco guys had like a stockpile of weapons to <laughs> declare war on <laughs> yeah. the state. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I been know. watching that Waco thing. Have you I watched have too. It? It's great. It's I so started great. watching it. That's fantastic. How? Here's one thing like, either I'm too antisocial personality, I could just never be in a cult because right away I'm like, oh, this guy just wants to fuck all the girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every cult has some aspect. Of the grand poobah leader <laughs> wanting to fuck everybody. I know. That's you what know, the, that's as soon what the, as the fucking starts, why don't they just all leave? Whether it's Bikram Yoga or Jonestown or Koresh <laughs> or all the young girls got to have sex with the guy. Yeah. With the yeah. big guy. What, why at that point do people go? Because you must, like, even if I was in the Jim Jones, he is a, he was a very charismatic guy. Even if I was in it, as soon as he went to the nobody's going to be married to each other except to me, I would have been like, I've had my doubts once in a while, but this <laughs> solidifies it. I'm fucking out of here tonight. You're not fucking yeah. my wife. Yeah. Right? What, what, how did cults? How did cults really get over that fucking hump? You know what it, I mean? <laughs> like, I'm only like two into the Waco, and there was there was that guy that's not getting over it pretty good so far where his his you know david's like aren't you happy your wife's pregnant with my child <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know he's oh doing he's God. right there on that i don't know about this messiah thing because i'm bearing the burden of sexuality for all you <laughs> not for my kicks he said 
But every cult, you know, one cult that didn't do it—the guys with the Nike tennis shoes who were going to fly off into the comet. Oh yeah, well, they, they were sex. cool, man. Well, they you know, cool. he, he, yeah. that guy was—he seemed smart they enough all that he probably looked, right? he looked up cults and he goes, "Damn, they're all sexual." I know how they'll get. They'll believe me if I, I say no sex. But they didn't say. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you got to do to not well, be a cult. Well, but the, but but the, really the Nike thing. Like we all have to get matching tracksuits and Nikes. Like really, that's what the comet <laughs> wants. The comet weird. wants. The comet gets what the comet wants, Bob. That was great, man. <laughs> they ought to make a movie about that, man. But but That'll so now cool. now understand these 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 cults like. They're sprouting up now. Like I, I would be a good cult leader. I think uh, you don't be think? too tired from all the sex. Yeah, no, the sex part I'm too <laughs> tired for for sure. Yeah, you gotta be young and virile. Bro. It's a young man's game. Cults are a young it's man's a, game. I don't know. I yeah. never have been a big yeah. sex guy, but uh, <laughs> the, let's face it: has to be my non-sex guy. So. So, you know, like I was a pimply faced kid that nobody wanted to talk to or whatever. And then I get in a band and then I was on tour and I couldn't believe this, you know, pretty girl was talking to me after the show and whatever. And I went back to her house and then, you know, whatever. And then uh, in the morning, she said, we have a bunch of mutual friends. And this is like in the Midwest. And I was like, and I think Mike knows this story. I was like, you know, I didn't. I didn't even know the person. How could we have mutual friends? And it's, you know, 1,200 miles away from where I live. And she goes, and she listed uh, two other singers that shall be remain nameless, right? <laughs> and right then, sitting at her kitchen table, I realized, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to have relations with somebody who's going to have relations with Angelo next time Fishbone's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Anthony next time the Chili Peppers are here. It's like a Not comparison. That those two guys were the thing. ones mentioned. Never would I. Doesn't speak. have anything to do with. They probably have giant no, penises. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> but get compared but to I that. just I, so that whole thing. And Mike wasn't into it either. We were just into dope and Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Dope. There man. you go. But a I, that's always been. And I, I still. I mean, we've talked about this a few times. I'd rather be loaded than have a girl anytime. Wild Irish Rose was another really good one, man. Out on the yeah, road. Yeah, you could get in the eighties when we were on tour, you get Mad Dog twenty twenty at some places for ninety-nine cents. Oh yeah, it was great. It was wow. so fucking good. And then so so anyways, I just never in that prime of my life from like eighty seven to like ninety one, I just didn't do that sort of stuff. And then I regretted, of course, in ninety-five. <laughs> like, when God, it all was, went away. I could have like done all this stuff. I could have been a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> Bands are kind of like cults into themselves. Oh yeah, they are. There's a whole lot of worshiping going on. Right. So the, there's the so and we're fascinated with Waco. I've been watching it. I also I tried to watch the Michael Jordan thing. Uh, the third and fourth episode and I couldn't access it and I paid for it. Like these technologies are just beyond me. And Elvis used to help me, but now he just, he's kind of fathering me saying, oh, well, Jesus. I'll show you how to do it, dad, but you've got to learn how to do it yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't be condescended to by a 10-year-old. So I'm like, fuck. No, I'm fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Go back to your room, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dad, you have to have, you got it. You're clicking on the wrong thing. 
because when you have that Amazon stick, there's lots of portholes that you can enter into the ESPN plus thing and you're not signed in on certain do you understand what i'm saying yeah but I, no i don't play there but i understand the theory well there's the espn app on the tv then there's one in your amazon section and 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 there's one on your regular cable television if you don't know which one your side you you bought the espn you can't access the michael jordan thing and after I try, it should all just be on your account, though. If you have an account and it, and it's you not bought my it. account, it's Chrissy's account. Well, so I always have to text her, "What is the account code again?" Because I never write it down. Yeah, and then if they log you out, it's a nightmare. Because so I gave up on the Michael Jordan thing, the thing I loved. I just can't. I just it's too much of a headache to watch it. And the Waco thing's so easy. As soon as I turn my TV <laughs> on, it's on there. Like it's being yeah. pushed. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's crazy how they can keep track of every individual TV like that too. I mean, people. It's amazing. Technology is crazy amazing. It, it it's it's way beyond what we've been ex expected to imagine. It is, and that's where conspiracy people were probably right. You know that yeah. <clears throat> government's been so far ahead of us that it would have scared us if we'd known, and they're probably waiting for this next generation of oldies to die off. Because so the they can break out care. the real, the yeah. real technology. I mean, right now, there's people that actually say things like "my civil liberties," you know, and as far as being forced. Do they into know a, a what lot. they are? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that young people never say that thing. I don't say that thing because I learned a long time ago that they only exist on certain planes. Well, I learned my civil liberties right. So when they first built the train. It was uh, walkable from my house. I lived in in South Pasadena, like just north of, of uh, Chinatown, right? And the train stop was literally, I could walk down my steps, walk down one block, walk over, walk across, like right onto the train platform, right? Okay. So I decide I'm going to take the train to work on Monday. This is on a weekend. And I'm all excited. I'm going to take the train to work. I'm going to be like New York City and L.A. and blah, blah, blah. This is like in 2003 or something. I go down to the platform. I've never been there before. I, I don't, there's no, there's nothing there. It's just a cement platform, as far as I could see. It wasn't like the New York subway, which I was used to, where you, you have to pay to get into there. So I just, the train came, I just got on it. <laughs> I get, I get to, the, you know where this is going. No. I get to the end of the line at, at by Los Encinas Hospital, and I'm, and I'm kind of thinking, oh my God, I didn't pay, and no one's come, no one on here. I thought like a, in the olden days, like a train conductor was going to come by. Your tickets, your tickets, tickets. Because <laughs> I didn't pay. see anything at the platform. It was like this, just like a cement platform. So then I'm getting off the train, and I'm thinking, oh, you must pay when you get off. And then I'm just walking and I'm following all the people and I think, oh, fuck, I, it's, I got on for free. I've obviously done something wrong, but I'm, it's, not, it's not any consequence to me. So I started walking. Police officer, very nice uh, African-American lady comes up to me and says, could I see your ticket stub, please? And I said, craziest, I don't have one. I didn't know, where do you get them? <laughs> craziest thing, man. Where do you get them? <laughs> And she starts, she just, as soon as she, she just pulled out her pad, right? Didn't even talk to me like, 
Where do you get them? I'm, this is the first time I've ridden the train. She just flipped open her pad and started writing a ticket. Hmm. I said, excuse me. I, I got on at, at in uh, in uh, Chinatown, and there was I don't know there was no people there to buy a tickets from, and she just not even paying attention just uh, asked me for my driver's license. I said, "You can think you're writing me a ticket, but I won't. I'm not signing it. So I, I'm just gonna you go. don't have to sign." And it. I walked to her right, and she raised her hand, and two guys came and tackled me because <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was just going to ignore the, the little subway lady, Ooh. right? Tackle me. And now I'm pissed. Now they assaulted me. I have what to call Chuck civil, you got civil liberties. You, got, you know them. I yeah. know them. So I'm just going nuts with all my commie bullshit. And like, you know, Ryan and Milwaukee should have been right there with me. And we could talk <laughs> about the people's rights. And, and they handcuffed me. They put me in a car. I said, I'm not signing nothing. I want to see a judge. I have a right to trial. <laughs> <laughs> what a dog. Uh, I understand. Like, I'm like 10 minutes from having to run a group at Las Encinas and I'm handcuffed. Good for you. And so, you know, the, <laughs> the, 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 finally everything calms down and the lady, you know, I had said some mean stuff to her. <laughs> uh, not not racist or or, oh, or uh, misogynist, but just like you wouldn't even talk to me. I'm not talking to you. You're rude. Da, 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 da. So they're all standing outside the car that I'm in. Cop opens the door and says, we'll let you go if you sign your ticket. I said, I'm not signing anything. I didn't do anything wrong. He shuts the door. <laughs> okay. I'm talking through the window about my civil liberties. By the, that was your chance to have civil liberties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm late now. It's 930. I'm not running my group. I don't have my phone. I am handcuffed. Everybody's at Las Encinas texting me. Where the fuck are you? I'm arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Acting I'm like arrest. an asshole that I'm supposed to represent sobriety <laughs> to you my staff fine, and clients. You did a fine job that day. I did a fine job that day. Yeah. So the guy finally gets in the car and he's like, like going to drive away. And he goes, you really want to go to, to Walnut? That's the jail in Pasadena. And I said, not really. I'm supposed to be at work. Because they had given me like 30 minutes to think about it. And he goes, you know, my partner's pissed at you. And I said, I said should I apologize? And he said, that would, that would help. And so then he got out of the car. He got me out. I apologized to her. They released my handcuffs and I signed the ticket and I went to work. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in at way 10, to make 50, a stand. <laughs> I walk in at ten o'clock. Everybody's like, "Where the fuck are you, Shelly, Doctor Drew?" The whole team is like, "Where the fuck have you been? You were supposed to run the nine o'clock group." And I said, "Well, I got held up at the. You know, I took the train. It took a lot longer." Than that. <laughs> <laughs> you padded the a, truth. <laughs> no, and then about an hour later, I came clean with what happened, and everybody's just at the staff meeting at lunchtime and everyone's just shaking their head. Like, oh my God, Bob, you're the leader. You're the leader around here and you're fighting the police over a train token. It's like $1.40 to get a train ticket, right? So that, that civil liberty stuff, I just want to say that civil liberty stuff is not all it's cracked up to me. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, pay, you know, pay the dollar thirty. And you get all the, the civil liberties you want. You don't want to pay the dollar thirty, you get tackled. And here's justice for you. 
I I refused to pay the $50 fine and I went to court <laughs> and I pled my case to the judge and she said, I've had that exact, exact same experience and you've been so um, forthright. Because I said, I'm, I know I'm going to have to pay the ticket, but I just want to be heard about this thing. Uh, you know, there's if you're mm-hmm. new to the trains, there's no way of understanding how you're supposed to get a ticket. And and it got, you know, and then it became my thing where even the MacArthur Park one, you, you have to buy the ticket upstairs, outside on the street, and then go down in the tunnel. Most people's instinct is go downstairs, you know, and it's a long stairs, like 100 stairs to go down to the subway at, in, at Wilshire Boulevard. And I, I'm sure they're just making millions of dollars off of train citations. Well, I think that they, was the whole know, goal. When they get the virus chip in, implanted in everybody, then they'll realize that you were there never. You were never there before. The chip will tell them that that's your very first time on the train, and it will actually alleviate a lot of problems, I think. <laughs> the virus chip. So the I chip. need the chip. How do you get the chip? Right? That's what they're going to do. They're going to put it. That's what they're saying. They're going to put a chip in. <laughs> that's so funny. You should be saying, you should be upset. Bob wants the chip. <laughs> chip me. Chip well, me bitch. No, I'll bet you the chip. Hey, even for better convenience, I bet you just put money on the chip to ride the train. You don't need the little fucking machine. Yeah, wave it over your wrist or something, you know? Yeah, wave fucking... it. I, I want the chip. The I do chip. too. Can I the chip you. work for eBay? Can you just put your phone against the chip and that, like pay for your Probably eBay set stuff? it up for the eBay thing. And then and then also you don't have to carry a wallet. You just uh, hey, you haven't seen enough dystopian risk. future movies. Want to hear another, uh, you know, twenty uh, first century nightmare? So I've been banking at the same bank for fifteen years. They know me. They do Allo's banking. Everybody knows everybody, and it's always pleasant and it's always wonderful, right? Okay. I go in to cash my check on the fifth on the first of April, right? the teller who I don't know very well is being very nervous. And she asked her manager to come over. My driver's license is expired. Do I have another form of picture ID? Well, because you stopped being you. No, I don't. You stopped being you on that day. No, I (laughs) don't. But you know me. And they know me. And when I walk in, they say, hey, Bob. Right? Mm -hmm. But guess why they can't do it? The computer, you have to slide that that chip in the driver's license and it said no go this driver's license expired it expired on my birthday february 15th right jesus so did you call so did you start calling everybody's names and stuff no i said the dmv is closed i didn't realize it until it was like two weeks later and i was like holy shit i gotta go to the dmv i went down to the dmv they're closed of course they are end of story i'm gonna drive on a suspended driver's license you're gonna cash my check until they open that fucking Pomona DMV. Don't you understand, lady? <laughs> and she's just, she's saying there's nothing I can do about it, Robert. Now she's calling me Robert, not Bob. <laughs> that's when you know, that's when you know you're not getting your way. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, right. Robert. And she's getting ready to raise her hand. Somebody's going to tackle you at any moment. Right? Security <laughs> guard at the, at the Trancus Malibu Wells Fargo. I'm going to get arrested <laughs> there. <laughs> That's funny. That is sad. That is sad because there should be a manager that's there, a human who can say, I am, this person is a familiar to me and they, they can cash this check. Well, there, the there's problem no is reason- I'm not a, here's, here's the great thing about Allo. If anybody, 
you know, wants to go to a good treatment center that's trustworthy, it's aloe. So there's three owners, right? Well, there's actually four owners, but basically for all these years, there's only been three owners. Two are signatories on the bank account, and one is not deemed responsible enough to be a signatory. Uh, is that Robert? Bank. Which I'm one do you think that is? <laughs> I, would, I would guess Robert. I know who, I I know who you are. I might have to mix up some eBay funds if I'm overdrafted. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, there was like a $218 charge on the Wells Fargo account. Well, there were these shoes, these Melody Asani <laughs> shoes that I had to get. What is, a, what is that broke. Melody Asani shoes? A Melody Asani is Flea's wife. She's the greatest star. Have you seen her stuff? No. I'm obsessed with it. I bought Chrissy every single thing except for the new Nikes. Guess how much Melody Asani Nike shoes go for? $979. Wow. That's the cheapest I can find them. They're so cool. They have a little clock on the front. Have you seen them? Chuck, are you a tennis shoe person? Do they no, get you I'm picked not, up not. by the Comet? Do they, do they let you get in? <laughs> if if this, I can get first class on the Comet, I'm in. No, they're the coolest shoes. I got some coming. Yeah, but so eBay is my addiction. Like it is, there's no doubt. Can you die from eBay addiction? No, but you can buy a lot of useless crap. My friend Kenny says you can die from gambling addiction because they'll murder you. That's true. You know how you know how Trump got out of the um, out of the uh, casino business, don't you? They were going to kill him. He got murdered. No, he had there was a, there was a gambler that was um, that was this famous gambler and came in and took him for ten million dollars or something like that. So Trump set him up with this other gambler to bring him back in to win the $10 million back and more. And these other Asian guys that uh, he owed more money to or something like that killed him before he could pay Trump back. Oh, where did you read that? On the internet? No, that's fact. On the World Wide Web? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that story. I yeah, like you, it. Can, you can look it up. Well, I'm going to tell you the great... I've been hearing a lot of show business stories because show business, show business is collapsing. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There's not going to be any concerts till next year. There's not going to be... There's no movie productions. There's no television productions. People are panicked in Hollywood. So, so I was sitting around with these people who know old-time Hollywood, and they were telling the story of another panicked era. In 1964, Bobby Kennedy fucked Hollywood after you know his brother died, and he was the whatever what he was the well, Justice Department, right? And he said, "There's a there's a." a uh, antitrust case where where Hollywood agents and managers used to be the producers of the movies, and they Bobby Kennedy for some reason they wanted to break it up and said you can either be a manager or an agent or you can be the producer of a movie, but you can't be both. This is in 1964. The big old time Hollywood moguls, one of the greatest men who ever lived, named Lou Wasserman. They had a meeting of the studio and all the power brokers in Hollywood. And the, this is what the conversation was. With, this is from somebody that was in the room. The fucking Kennedys are fucking us. Fuck them. We got to get our own guy in there. Right? This yeah. is in 1964. We got to get our own guy in there. You can't trust the fucking Kennedys. Right? But John Kennedy was dead, but so Bobby Kennedy was still alive. So they decide to take a little-known actor who was the president of the Screen Actors Guild and make him, he said, well, let's make Reagan governor of California and then see how he does with that. And then if he does well, then we'll run him for president. This is how the country really worked 
for decades and decades and decades in politics. Now it runs some other way, and the other way was better, where there was power brokers who groomed candidates to become, to represent their interests, right? Now it's just a free-for-all of chaos and, and, and hatred and division and stupidity. But in the old days, the power brokers daily in Chicago, the Hollywood elite, um, New York, these are, you know, the, the Rockefellers and the, and the Roosevelt's. These are the people that ran the country. Now, all of a sudden, you got, you know, you know Donald, Trump, Donald Trump and the Kardashians run the, mm-hmm. the country. So anyways, they get Reagan into governor, as we know. He has a failed attempt to run for president in 1976 because that was their timeline. So 68, he becomes governor, 72 to, to 76. 76, he loses at the convention to Ford, right? But in 80, he's elected. So that was a 16-year plan of Hollywood to put Ronald Reagan in charge so they could have their say in the federal laws, right? When they're walking out at the inaugural, Ronald Reagan apparently says to Lou Wasserman, the most powerful man in Hollywood, if you'd done a better job of managing my career, I wouldn't be taking this fucking shitty job. (laughs) (laughs) That's the type of people that used to live in America. (laughs) How great of a sense of humor did Ronald Reagan have? Yeah, he's, I I don't, apparently good. I mean, he's, I, I never had that big of a, I haven't had that big of a problem with a lot of presidents. You know, what's funny is that I, I watched, uh, Reagan so, made a mistake with the AIDS thing. I don't know why, but that will just that was just awful and terrible and horrible. And he will, in my mind, always be a horrible president because of that. Well, Letting people die because they're gay. Probably it's just, how he was told to do it, more more likely. But I mean it's funny because this weekend they didn't have a new Saturday Night Live on. They ran one from nineteen seventy seven. And was it mind blowingly different? It was mind-blowingly the same. Um, they, did, they, did a, they did a Jimmy Carter sketch, and Jimmy Carter couldn't get away with anything. They mocked everything about him from the way he talked to what he talked about. To, I mean, it was just like, just like, man, there's not a new idea on there. The music was 100 times better. It was freaking Ray Charles. Are you kidding me? Ray Charles? Yeah. And the so what? You know, the, before that, when they first started, Chevy Chase used to imitate president ford and fall down all the time do you remember that mm-hmm. or yeah. too young? <laughs> i remember that was that was funny because uh, yeah was. i guess everybody hates presidents and makes fun of them well yeah they, be, they become it, it's that's 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 as american as anything is to throw a hero up the charts and then crucify him yeah. who haven't they crucified <laughs> I don't think anybody's gotten away with it. I think Bill Clinton probably got away with more than anybody. I think people still, people that were Clinton supporters still really like him. But here's the thing. I, I know that, I know from reading the Saturday Night Live history and Chevy Chase history that Gerald Ford did not like that imitation at all. But he never went after them. He never insulted them. But he really didn't like it. You know why? Because he was a graceful man. He, he was a football player at Notre Dame he, or Michigan State or something. He was an athlete. He was a great dancer. And he just felt like they're characterizing me as something I'm really not. There's one thing to make fun of who I really am, 
but to just make shit up. That was Gerald Ford was really insulted by that imitation, but he never went after Chevy Chase or tried to pull the license on on Saturday Night Live or insult <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Neither did Carter, neither did Reagan, neither did did H. Walker Bush, neither did Clinton, neither did Obama, neither did, and until now, this guy just has this, this most shallow skin. He can't take any fun or humor or whatever. Some say he ran for president because of Barack Obama insulted him so much at the president's dinner. Right? <clears throat> when, when Barack Obama said, I, I, you know, the one thing Donald Trump will never be able to say that I can is I was president. <laughs> I think that, that sealed the deal. <laughs> that sealed the deal that he wanted but, to be president. You wow. know, we had, we, had a, um, we had an invasion uh, last weekend on Friday and Saturday downtown. Beach. And I, I walked, because I was working that day, I walked down there because I, I called Amy and I go, I'm, I got to leave, man. This place is just full of idiots everywhere. And she goes, give me some pictures. <laughs> so... <laughs> I walked down to take a couple of pictures. <clears throat> yeah, they were standing by the pier right at the end of your street and just like protesting. Like, what were they protesting? I still don't understand. Um, the lockdown. It was in four places. Throughout it's a, su the, it's it a was, suggestion. They right, don't even was, give tickets out. I know, but it was in San Diego, Sac in Sacramento. They had a bunch of arrests and stuff. So anyway, the, it was, there was, I, got a, I got a tip about it. And uh, because they had a website saying, everybody come and these are the signs we want you to make. And this is what we want you to do. But go on, Chuck, you had a notification on your phone, huh? Yeah, no, no, he, yeah. he's a commie. They had a push <laughs> for all the commie conservative stuff. Yeah, they uh, no, But I, I told everybody at my work, you know, to to be aware that this I sent out an email saying, be aware that this is going to be happening and to avoid the center if you can, because we, we didn't even have any groups there that day. We've been bringing people. Was there police small. everywhere? Yeah, police everywhere on on horses and everything that else. Huntington Beach police, they love banging heads. I know that. Yeah, well now they got. Well, they've had so little to do. I think they were really happy about it because <laughs> they, there's really they ran out of homeless to beat a long time ago. But <laughs> Huntington Beach is like Waco of California, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Though, you know, you know. Apologies to people in Florida, but it, uh, for this weekend, Huntington Beach was the Florida of California. <laughs> Absolutely, right. which means you're only you're Florida. I'm sure there's plenty of good so. But here's in the thing about it because it happened in Malibu a little bit on Saturday. We were out there, and it was mostly at County Line where we live. Like, because Ventura County, they allow they allow some. It's just crazy what's going on at the beaches. So what they do in Malibu, where where I was at, is they don't let you park on PCH, but you can park right. up the roads and then walk across. But there's only you can only cross PCH at lights, and it's like literally two miles to walk to the light to cross the street to go to the beach. It's yeah. anti big people that can't walk well. Yes. So, <laughs> so, but it's suggested only. We went to the beach. I, I didn't go, but but Chrissy and Sydney went to the beach, and there was people on it, and they all stayed apart. It's this thing of like. Does the government have to tell us how to be adults or can we be adults on our own? And what the Huntington Beach protest shows is, yeah, they need to be told by the government because they're not adults well, on their own. That, that's where I was going with it because I wore uh, a mask, a hat and glasses. One, I didn't want to be recognized. And two, 
I, uh, I saw that everybody walking down there were carrying flags, but didn't have masks on. That was their whole thing so, is they, they weren't going to so, social distance and they weren't going to wear right. masks. But what freaked me out uh, was um, all the young kids, little kids being held, two, three-year-olds that are in like wagons. And then like I almost got knocked over by this like seven or eight-year-old girl carrying a big old Trump flag. And she like came up like powering behind me. And then she had like two or three little sisters with her and then a very proud mom. So people are being it, it. It just it just looks so wrong. That kid did not say, "Mommy, I want to carry the great big Trump flag because I believe in Trump." You know that mom said, "This is what we're going to do." There's a whole bunch of people being groomed, and it was kind of freaky. And I, I, I had. A, well, where do you think? I don't think they're from Huntington. No, I don't no. think so either. I think that they come in from other places, and they're like the leftover Tea Party people. And now that Tea Party people have attached themselves because they love having those rallies. I used to do sound. This one client that I had was a well, person Michael that put on Tea Party for anybody, won't he? Oh my God. It's a gig. What are you talking about? So I would do live sound for these tea party rallies and it was the same people. It's the same people carrying the same signs. And where, except do they, they switched it. where do they mostly, it's like live, mostly so I South County? Live there. It's like South County, San Diego. And then they come in from inland to San Bernardino. Like Temecula, like Temecula in that area. Well, I, I was curious. And when you watch. How lonesome are Trumpers in Southern California? Are they the loneliest tribe on earth? Uh, they, yeah. I, I think they're, they're really sad because I had, I, uh, I had somebody attack me because I put a picture of a guy wearing a Borat swimsuit. You know, <laughs> he, was, he was riding down there. To me, he was the only guy that understood what it was all about. Is there's a crowd of people and I'm going to have the most fun. And yeah. so he, I, he didn't look good doing it. So I mean, the guy obviously had a great sense of humor. So I took pictures of that, and I, I said, instead of showing video of the protest, in quotes, because I wanted to show that this little girl almost knocked me over and how proud she was and just this, this insanity going on and how no one's taking any action to... We don't know, man. In five years, if the science pans out that wearing a mask doesn't help, then I'll feel like, okay, at least I did something to try and help the spread while I could. Because to the best of my knowledge, it might help the thing from spreading. It's better than doing nothing, right? At least in my opinion. Well, you got to buy cool masks. I've ordered a bunch. I just like buying cool masks. I've got an, a universe one coming, the, uh, the Milky Way Galaxy one. I got a Pink Floyd one coming. I bought a Louis Vuitton one for my mother-in-law. That's coming from I bought France, a Gene bitches. Simmons one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we used to be a more compassionate society. And we used to be a more a healthier society. And liberals will tell you, no, we weren't. Liberals that weren't born or raised in the 60s and 70s like me. I think the, like the mid to late 70s, America hit its apex of, of women's rights, civil rights, it, 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 gay rights. That was the, that was the era. And, and now you have this reaction back against the marginal kind of rights groups. And I'm not going to get into who they are, but when you're three-tenths of one percent, you should have to wait just like all the other groups waited. How long did, did African Americans wait to have, to have equal rights? Like a hundred And some years. would argue, do they still? Do they yet? You know, so it's like... They're, well, there's social norms, but there's actually the law. You know, right. women... Women were were property a hundred years ago, 
right? You can't just think that in four years or eight years or 12 years of a movement, the whole society has to come to you. The society evolves to become a better society. And the, and the liberals don't want that. They want to shove it all down everybody's throats. That's why you have Trumpism and the Tea Party. They're saying, no, you're not going to shove this shit down our throats. And in the meanwhile, we're all caught in the middle, right? Because mm. I'm for all rights, but I know how the world works. It's really, you know, I just know that if you go by my, say, Auntie Abby, in the 1950s, she was on a board in the city of Compton to keep African-Americans from owning property. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years later, she told me that oh was the God. worst thing. She just didn't know better. She learned it was awful, and she wishes there was a way that she could make it right. That's called the evolution of a society, the evolution of a woman's consciousness. It took 30 okay. years, right? Towards the end of her life, we were talking about gay rights and stuff, and she was like, I, I, I know, I, it just is everybody should have equal rights, right? Mm -hmm. She was born in the 1930s. She evolved into the 2000s believing in gay rights. But if you tried to ram transgender rights down her throat, she might have a tough time with that. And, and most of my transgender brothers and sisters know that. It's the people speaking for them that don't know that. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And it's it's going to be and it's going to take a while. That's all. Mm -hmm. And our liberal brothers and sisters need to realize it. You know, I I, I got to tell you, this is funny because I, I was down at the the post office in Huntington Beach. It's just it's, to wrap up the mask mask thing. This lady goes, uh, I was in there and I'm, I'm minding my own business and I'm keeping my space and I have a mask on just because whatever they're cool white masks uh, are cool uh, so whatever i'm doing it and she goes i'm so glad to see you're wearing a mask and i go okay thank you and she goes you know i wear a mask for the same reason i wear pants and i go oh, why is that <laughs> I, well, okay there you go so then she goes you know because if i piss myself it doesn't get all over everyone else if i'm wearing pants <laughs> and it's the same thing <laughs> with the mask did we have to go, tell that story? I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything to say, so nah, I said, thank you for not peeing on me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's but leave what's right what, there. So, Bob, you said, you said that you, you like wearing the mask. I've noticed people in their fucking cars wearing the mask. they got the windows rolled yeah, up, the air conditioner on, my car, and they're wearing the I fucking do. mask. What's wrong with them? Maybe they're I, delivering food for you. Oh, that's a, that could be, Chuck. For me, it's just another cool thing to buy on eBay, really. It's a beautiful <laughs> but, thing. But let's leave it with the lady at the post office. We don't pee on each other. Let's not spit and cough on each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody preparing my food after this? Wear a fucking mat. What what the hell were we thinking in the first place? Letting people prepare your food without gloves and without masks. They're fucking breathing all over your grind. I mean, come yeah. on. They should be doing that anyways, right? I worked in a restaurant. There was many times I sneezed on the yes, chicken. Yes, what fuck, man? Make them wear you a bastard. Test well, you can't help yourself when a sneeze comes and you you know you're just trying to. Oh, I was trying to, oh you know. stop! 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 Ugh. <laughs> You All probably right. started this thing. It's been going since the 70s. Bye. Don't die first. Masks are dope. Wear a mask when you shoot your dope. <laughs> <laughs> but don't die. See you guys. Bye-bye. Don't Bye. die.
this is Bob, and you can get a hold of Aloe Treatment Centers at 888-595-0235. That's Aloe Treatment Centers in Malibu and Silver Lake, 888-595-0235. Tell them Bob told you to call.